0: It's time for the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy
1: and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule.
0: on time for the first Greg Campy show on our new radio home for Golden Grizzlies basketball 1270 AM, the bet 97.1 HD3 as well, and as always, once again another season brought to you by the Evans Law Group, Jimmy Kennedy back in our 1270 studios, Golden Grizzlies alum by the way, Camp, we're, we're, we're taking over the world, Camp.
2: Yeah, I hope so I mean, it's uh, it's cool to, to be on a station that everybody knows about, and, and uh, I think people will Hopefully, you know I did a radio interview with them recently about, you know, the longevity of this, and I and I said this could be a, you know, this could be our permanent home for a long time if if things go well, and uh, I like everything about it so far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it is uh, it is great to have everybody back here. I mean, this this crowd that's back, and, and we know. You know what what the circumstances have been like uh, in the recent past, but Camp, as it stands right now, we are back. We have some tickets to give away to the first home game against Toledo. So we'll get to those a little bit later on, Camp. You need to maybe a, a season fry eating contest or something. I don't know. You'll you'll figure it out, Camp. But we got we got four tickets we need to give away to the home opener against Toledo. But Coach, as we said, you know, and, and you and I, uh, you and I did a show together on Woodward Sports and. You know, we we talked about the fact this team was 30 minutes from the NCAA tournament. Here we go again, right?
2: Yeah, I think that you know it seems lost on most of the uh, uh, seems lost on most of the media and the the uh, preseason predictions and things like that. That you know we were in the championship game last year. I think that was such a weird year, and the big thing was the standings, you know, and and how they figured out the seeding and. And all that kind of stuff i I don 't think our kids ever got enough credit that we played all twenty games that we played twelve of the twenty on the road that we played the top teams in the league you know the, the team that we didn't play was i u p u i which was one of the last place teams or low seated teams and so I think our our kids went through a lot, and it was funny because you know we we were in a drill uh in, in practice yesterday and uh, Jalen got a steal and came down, and instead of shooting the layup, he f- threw it up off the backboard, and Jamal came from you know 20 feet out of nowhere with one hand, is, looked like his chest was above the rim, and dunked it. And
0: all right, let's go, Camp. I well, know you don't like that stuff, but I do.
2: Well, the thing that I said to them is, the only, you know, Newsom and Blake Lampman are the only two people that have ever played in that arena where there were fans. And they, they Jalen Moore has no idea of what our fan base is like, and what are, you know, the Grizz gang, the student section, and all the things that we brag and are proud of. And you know, they make that play in in a game, and the roof blows off yeah, the place, the, the noise, and and so we were talking about any time we get a play like that, uh, we automatically extend into a special defense that we're going to play now and then but if we get a play like that we automatically get into that so that we can you know use the noise use the students use all that to one play like that turns into two two turns into three and in 35 seconds you score eight points um and we have the athleticism to do this so uh you know that they were just looking at me, like, yeah, you're right. I mean, think about that. there's only two guys on the in the program that ever played in front of fans at Oakland University, so it's, I just can't wait to get going. I wish we were playing that exhibition game, you know tomorrow.
0: right, absolutely, and camp I mean even going back to this and, and everybody started coming in here, and you know, the usual crowd, we got the big crowd again as as we always do, like it just felt normal again, and that'll only continue you know, as we get back into the arena as we get. Three thousand, pushing four thousand people inside the arena. You know that w- we'll continue to get these moments too, where you're just like, "Man, we are
2: back." Well, I think people. I think there's got to be some caution. Uh, you know, I, from what I've talked to people in that. Well, you know, I'm not sure I'm ready to be into a, you know a place like the arena with you know two thousand, yeah. three thousand, four thousand people around them. I know if I do, I'm going to wear a mask, and you know, other people I don't want to wear a mask, and I think that once they see this team they want they're going to want to be a part of it and you know i think two years is a long time and to to get back into that place with the excitement and the noise and you know our people do such a great game day job of the whole experience um you know i think people are just going to throw that aside and come out it'll be interesting we open with eastern michigan in a uh a, a benefit covid game and the only way you can play a division one team in an exhibition game is if that money goes to a purpose or a benefit and uh, there are a bunch of teams across the country who have decided to do that this year with covid and we we jumped on it too because you know we want our we don't have a lot of home games early so we want our fans to come back and experience that and and not against uh you know kalamazoo college or something like that against uh uh, a real Mac opponent of, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm a school that we have history with and things like that. So we're going to go right out of the gate uh, and tell me the date of it. I think it's the 26th or 8th of October. Yeah, right? what, what, I, don't,
0: yeah I don't have it memorized. How are supposed to know head.
2: all that stuff, I, I that You threw a loop here. I, I, no,
0: you did, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, you did. But no, I'm worried about tomorrow. <laughs> I'm worried about tonight, getting
2: through this, and then getting through tomorrow. Worried about I'm going to show up or not, right?
0: Well, absolutely. And, you know, as always during the Greg Campy Show, we take your tweets on Twitter with the hashtag Ask Campy. Anything, any time that pops in your head, it doesn't matter if it's during the week, not during the show, not during a game. If a food question pops in your head, go ahead and fire it off to hashtag Ask Campy. We get to them all uh, as the season rolls on. We got some here tonight. You, typically, we get into them a little bit later, which we will, but there's one pressing because, and I'll say this. As I eat? You, yeah, you weren't, you weren't late. You weren't late. You were here when the show started. You weren't late. But Matt from the Horizon Roundtable wants to know, what happens to your players when they're late to practice, camp.
2: Well, there wouldn't have been a show because they wouldn't be allowed to practice. So, Although, that's not true because if they had called me and said, hey, I'm, I got stuck with a professor, I'm going to get there right as practice starts, then I would have embraced them and hugged them for being having the uh, knowledge and the Fortitude to speak up and say, you know, give me a reason so that we know what's going on. So well, I did that, so I'm good. No, so, absolutely. So. And
0: for Jalen Moore and the guys, Jamal Kane, everybody, if you're listening,
2: I was with the professor.
0: I'm right. just saying.
2: That yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that as long as we know where they're at. Yeah. So, so. There, 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 you go. Absolutely. So that was the first question of the year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's well, see what kind of year this is? Going yeah. to. <laughs> well, I, Camp, you know that that's
0: how it is. What about what about this roster? I mean, certainly. Jamal Kane was the name for me uh, when I saw that he was coming to Oakland that raised my eyebrow I mean, you know, this this is a big-time big-time player
2: Nobody is even talking about it and I I am just can't believe you know you read all the people out there and the The pundits put out what's going to happen and they say who are the most impactful transfers and and you don't even read his name and uh, but they didn't call I know like Athlon sports typically they call me or email me they didn't call me or email me this year so uh, yeah I, I just don't get it I, I mean uh, we've got we've had NBA Scouts at practice I we're having I think two more tomorrow uh, they know <laughs> right. uh, I, well,
0: that's their job yeah
2: usually when they show up there's a reason and, and uh, um, this kid is. I look at it this way. I don't know where we're going to finish. I know we're going to be a very unique team for Oakland. I don't think you're going to see. I don't think anybody and a lot of you that have been here through this whole time will see a team like this at Oakland. Hey, exp- As- explain that, Kent. Well, we're going to. Right now, if we played tonight, we'd start six nine, six eight, six seven, six six. Long, athletic, can run. Um, and each one of those four guys is the the thing that if you ask them what they do best they would tell you defend and you know that's not a word that a lot of people associate with us very often um, so you know our whole base of our team is going to be uh, centered around the defensive end of the floor we're going to we're going to score points from our defensive end of the po- of, the, of the floor um, so that's unique in itself, but just the size and athleticism. I don't think, in all my years, I don't think I've had a perimeter as talented as our perimeter. Because you take those four guys and then you put the the a point guard who could be the best player in the league. You know, I, I think that if if uh, we let's say we have some great year and we win the conference championship, I think we have three players that could be the player of the year in the league. And, and that's saying something, you know. I, there's no, I don't think there's another coach other than maybe Wright State's coach that would sit there and, and could say that and believe it. Right. I mean, we could all say it, but to believe it, it, it would be the thing. So the uniqueness of that, the uniqueness of our style of play, it's going to be a lot different than it's been the last three, four years. Um, you know, so that's why I say, you know, it'll be a little bit different i think it's really exciting too i mean i think i think it's a brand of basketball i always thought we played a very exciting brand with you know run shoot threes you know if you're a basketball purist you may not have always appreciated the way we play because you know there are people out there that want to win 62 to 60 and things like that i get that everybody's different but i think you're gonna have a hard time watching us and not appreciating the athleticism and length we are there are there are a lot of schools, teams that we play, especially when we get into the league, that are really going to struggle to get the ball, just to make entry passes uh, against us. And you know, so so that uniqueness I think will make us different. How do we get onto that from Jamal? Because well,
0: just the team. You know, like we're we're just we're talking about the additions uh, to the team, and, and uh, really through Jamal, it changes a lot of
2: things for everybody else. It changes a lot of things, I think. Well, I, I think that you know, and. I'm surprised when you know the initial initial list of questions. I usually don't look at them, but you know, since I was sitting in traffic, um, I had a chance to just sc- scroll through to see what kind of questions were asked. And you were preparing camp, like no, I was, just, I, I was bored. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm right. standstill in traffic, so um, nobody brought up the transfer portal. Nobody brought up, you know, I I think that's the. As big of news as there is about this season, you know, the the throughout, I mean, if you don't believe in the transfer portal, you need to go look at college football and look at Michigan State. You know, Michigan State football won the transfer portal this year. Um, and there's no, I mean, the over-under on them in Vegas to win games was four.
0: Right. And five I think and it was 0. four and a half. Yeah. I think
2: it was four and a half. And um, they're five and all. And, and if you look at their roster last year and their roster this year, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's all transfers. And that's what I think the next three to five years in, in college athletics, until people figure it out, until it finds its level, this is going to be the story. And I think at our place, if you step back and look at it, I think we won the transfer port, And that's why I'm really excited about the year. And why? how can you say the transfer portal, we brought two in and we lost six? If you had come to me before the season, you know, when the season ended last year and said, I'll give you these two, I'm going to make a trade these two for these six, we would have taken that. And I think that's how you have to look at it. And that's that's just the blunt facts. I mean, I'm sorry. That's folks. the reality. Yeah, I'm sorry, folks. You're, you, you're Very seldom are you going to see again a kid come in as a freshman, not play, grow, play as a, five minutes as a sophomore, get bigger, get stronger, come back his junior year come off the bench and then his senior year be an important player on the team you're just not going to see that again because those kids aren't going to stay around that's at
0: all levels yeah that's just just not power five that's all
2: levels exactly and it's the do i think we'll get away from it yes i do i think in three to five years everybody's going to put their hands up and say what the hell happened to college athletics and you know it's hard to bring the horses back in once they get out but there'll be there's got to be an adjustment period, because here's the reason: in, in many of the people here, are longtime fans. I had a son who went to the University of Cincinnati, played baseball at the University of Cincinnati. Their their business school is ranked in that time when we were going through the recruiting process anywhere from. You know, they showed us, like, top five in the country, top ten in the country, their business school. My son majored in finance. He was a 3, 4, 3, 5 student at the University of Cincinnati. Going into his senior year, he was home for the summer, and I got a buddy of mine that I played golf with, his, a, a big shot at a bank, got him an internship, and he was just there to help some people, and by the end of that summer, he had made $25,000. And he said, "The hell with baseball. <laughs> I want to come home. You know, I, I want to do this job. Well, he turned pro yeah. in the business world. Yeah. So he he gave up his senior year. He, he came home. He gave up his senior year, and he went to work. But his transfer from Cincinnati to Oakland, he lost six classes. Now, this is a 3-5 student at one of the best business schools in the country, and he lost. I mean, the reason I know this is because I had to pay For those six six classes for him to graduate. And it took him, because of this job, it took him like two years to, you know, he had one year of school left. That was not a cool thing for a dad paying for it. Uh, He was doing what he wanted to. But now, so I take that story and put it into all these kids that are transferring. We have 1,700 in the portal. I think 1,200 of them found places and transferred, and they're all immediately eligible. How many of them are going to graduate? Right. Right. How many of them, because they don't get that extra year to make up for the transfer, to how, how are they going to graduate? How are well, they well, we, gonna know, four, we know the answer. When four years are over, so you, do you think that schools are going to have six kids that didn't graduate and say, oh, no, it's okay, we'll pay for you. You know, we and know most of to that, too. And most of those kids, are they think they're pros, so they're going to go try and play in Europe, try and play here. And then a year later, they're going to be looking like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? I'm out of basketball. I don't have a degree. And then all the numbers are going to start coming out, and, and the media is going to start killing college basketball and killing the NCAA. you got a 22% graduation rate. Your your minority graduation rate is 17. Your this is this. Your, and everybody's going to throw their hands up and say, how did we get to this? Well, it's an easy answer. And that's why I believe there'll be a correction. Uh, I don't know if you people understand what I'm saying or if that makes sense to you, but there's going to be a correction eventually. But right now, this is the world we live in, and you should be damn happy we won the transfer portal this year. Uh, you really should be. And there's guys that are gone that I'd like to be here, and I wish they were still around, but they, they decided to do what they did. And one of the things you have to do as a coach now, like, Neil, our season's over. You come in and you played and you want to know where you stand, i got to be totally honest with you. You know, know, Neil, you need to get to 195 pounds. You need to go from a 31% three-point shooter to a 38% three-point shooter. You need to do this, you need to do that. And if you do, there's a chance you're going to play here. But if you don't, you're probably not going to play. Where before I could just say, hey, you know, Travis Bader didn't play a down, or down, a second his freshman year. He got redshirted. Travis Bader's real freshman year, I didn't even know he existed. It was on the team. We open at West Virginia, and think about this story.
0: It's my favorite story of all time.
2: Travis Bader is at practice in the preseason his redshirt freshman year he hadn't even he hasn't taken one rep with the starting lineup the whole preseason we go to west virginia to open the season they're coming off a final four appearance and we're getting ready to uh go to the shoot around and the shoot the bus leaves at quarter to 12 and it is a quarter to 12 and reggie hamilton and ledrick Eccles are not on the bus and I start to say, let's go, and as I start to say, let go, they, they, they come out the door, and they get on the bus, and they've got to be, my, we did have cell phones, my cell phone clicked to a 11.46. 46. I remember, I was on the bus, I remember. So they were, they were one minute late, and I didn't say anything, we went to shoot around, we went through the shoot around, and I, I, we get back, all that kind of stuff, and I meet with my staff and I say, those two kids, uh, Reggie Hamilton's, is the starter, is not going to start, and Liedrich, who's the first sub, is not going to play in the first half. And they, from there, we came up with no kids that play the same position will ever be roommates again. All right, because we don't ever want to be in that situation again. <laughs> you still we, learn even after all these years. Right, we go to the game and we are standing in the. Outside the locker room to go in to have our final They've already warmed up. There's 10 minutes before the game I look at my staff and I say Am I this stupid that I'm not that we're gonna play West Virginia and I'm gonna start Travis Bader who hasn't taken one rep right and And they said yes, you're stupid. How, what are we gonna do about this? And I said if we let this go, I know it's one minute, but if we let this go by the time we're halfway through the season it's going to be five minutes then it's going to be 10 minutes and then nobody's going to call and say they're coming in late you know so we started travis bader he scored 10 of the first 14 points of the game he made 92 threes as a freshman and, and
0: then he made more than jj
2: reddick and then he broke all the records and if i that kid in this day and age that kid might have left our program if he hadn't right. started that that game and and I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again.
0: Yeah, I certainly tell that story all the time. We're going to take our first break. But before we do, Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. For the last two years, Super Lawyer Magazine has recognized Cam Evans as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. For three years running, U.S. News and World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the 10th straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. What does that mean for you? It means you receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation that they provide. His experience gives him the insights necessary to foresee unknown risk and provide employers with strategic options to best option their risk and to leverage opportunities that span the spectrum of day-to-day HR issues all the Way to strategic workforce planning and defending employees at court to learn more about the evans law group contact cam at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com
1: want to save a lot on your energy bills want to have some fun well with the dte interactive home you can do both from the attic to the basement bedroom to backyard. The interactive home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit dteinteractivehome.com today. DTE.
3: At Henry Ford Health System, we're proud to be the official health care provider of the Detroit Lions because our teams have a lot in common. We're all for leaving opponents in our dust, linebackers and cancer alike. And we're all for pushing ourselves to be the best because we're all for anything it takes to win. Henry Ford Health System, all for you official health care provider of the Detroit Lions.
4: Learn more at henryford.com slash team docs. Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature Credit Card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature card today. Visit oucreditunion.org/visa-signature. Federally insured by the NCUA.
0: can tell your Alexa, just play 1270 The Bet, and boom, Oakland basketball will pop up on your smart speaker, he is Coach Campy, my name is Neil Rule, Jimmy Kennedy, Golden Grizzlies alum, back in the 1270 The Bet studios as well, big time crowd on hand, big thank you to to the Luxton family and Russ and everybody for having us back again, good to be back here, Uh, Campy would say it, his mouth full of seasoned fries. No, I hear you're mad at me,
2: I hear everybody's mad at me, is that true? I hear you're mad at me. I went on that, right? They, they asked me on the radio show where the best chicken wings are, and I didn't say here, and I heard old Russ got pretty mad. Uh, my oh, oh, man. I I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> They'd ask for the best seasoned fries, I would
0: have. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But they do have the best seasoned fries, and certainly the daily specials up here at RJ's Pub as well. Come on through. Uh, that's all I can tell. If you're in the Rochester Hills area, come on through. Uh, to RJ's pub, certainly we are doing it. But, Camp, you know, we, we talked about the roster. Uh, we talked about the transfer portal as well. What what about this schedule? You know, and, and look, uh, you and I have talked about this many times, been here, you know, for, for a long time now, as have you. Uh, this schedule has the traditional uh, Greg Campy schedule look to it. There's, there's many reasons for that. There's competitive reasons. There's economic reasons. There's financial reasons. Uh, but it all starts at West Virginia on November 9th. Uh, right you you guys don't mess around obviously at west virginia at oklahoma state you'll hit the ground
2: running well it's funny that we just told that story and now we open again at west virginia right so, um yeah at, you know huggins good friend we play we play him a lot played him when he was at cincinnati played him at kansas state uh so we're always going to have you know every few years play them uh it's just a typical schedule. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a schedule that could get us to be, you know, there's a, there's a chance we don't have a lot of wins when we get into league play. But, you know, I don't worry about that kind of stuff. I, I worry more about, you know, when I played, this is, this is part of it too. When I played and as I got older and people talked about your career, about, oh, you played college basketball. And my kids, my kids have no idea, no idea what I did as a player if I was good or not, if I was all this or all that or or even if we won or not, but they know about some of the places we played. Right. You know, like we'll be watching T V and when they were little and we'll be watching an NFL game and I and I'd say, Well, I played in that stadium. What? You know, and I say, Yeah, I was one of my you know, we played it we played so and so in that stadium and it was really cool. Um, and so I want my kids as they grow and get older, to be able to say, you know, I I, I played in the Dean Dome. I played at Rupp Arena. I played at uh, Kansas. And, you know, the Rock Chug Jayhawk was the coolest thing I ever heard. And, and as you if you've played at Oakland and you stayed through it, you're going to have five or six stories like that that you got to play at the Carrier Dome. You know, you got to play. Everywhere but Duke. And you know, we've been
0: well, everywhere but Duke, man.
2: Like, for real. Yeah, you know, we're never going to play at Duke. But. There's a reason for that too. I don't like that that place, and I don't like them. But um, I like the people there. I like the people at do I, I I like. I don't know. I've met Coach K one time, uh, and like some of the guys on their staff are great, great people. But I, we were supposed to play a game there years ago, and and they. I said, well, we're, we're coming, but this has got to be the guarantee. Well, the word Duke. You know, we, we don't do that. You should want to come here because we're Duke. Well, since that moment, I didn't give it. The language I like to use, that's what I said uh, about them, and that's why we don't play Duke. And, but we've gone everywhere else. Everywhere else. Wouldn't, you know, UCLA to Gonzaga to you name it, we've been there. Uh, next couple of years, we're going to have to make a trip down to Texas. we got some Texas kids now, so we'll – We'll play the University of Texas or Texas, A, you know, uh, SMU or TCU because we've got kids from that Dallas-Austin area.
0: Hey, Coach, and when you look at it, too, I mean, you, you have the games, and I, and I had you on my show earlier this week. We talked about the Michigan State game at LCA. That That's become... Uh, A signature event I mean and people say well yeah the the Michigan State fans come out but you know what there's seven eight nine thousand Oakland fans that come out to these games too and the biggest crowd in the history of the Palace biggest crowd in the history LCA for a basketball game that tradition continues
2: as well well these numbers and I'm gonna be off a little bit Giz is here though maybe he can remember these uh, because he told them to me because he was working for uh, whatever you know the, the Illich Corporation, or whatever it was called when you were there. I think it's called 313 now, or something like that. But uh, when we he and he was a big part of that first college games ever played at at the Little Caesars that Detroit played Michigan and Oakland played Michigan State. And you know that, there was the big hype. The building opened. And if you go back and look at those numbers, and I'm going to throw the numbers as I remember them. I'm going to preface that I'm probably off a few here or there. But I think Detroit sold like 400 tickets. Michigan sold like 3,000 tickets. Oakland sold 7,500 tickets. And Michigan State sold 10,000 or something like that. So the, the numbers, you know, and that's why at our game, the, you know, there was 21,000 people there because the, the, the few people that were there. That, if you looked at the Michigan-Detroit uh, game, you walked into that game and the, most of you people were there. At halftime of that game, there couldn't have been a thousand, two thousand right. people. It looked like a thousand. There's probably three thousand in there. And then as our game and uh, black and gold came roaring in. So, you know, the people that are in charge of that kind of stuff know that and they see that and, you know, money money talk. And uh, the Michigan State, it, one of the reasons they do it is because it's great for their their logo for their mark to bring their team to detroit and play in the detroit area and their detroit fans that can't get in the car and drive up to the Breslin center you know have a chance to get their tickets and be right there in the front row and and so it's it's a great thing for both teams it's great to be in detroit and it's why Izzo does it. I mean, everybody, how do you get him to, you know, this will be. Well, there's something to gain for him, too. Yeah. Right? Well, uh, I mean, yeah. They're not going to do anything that's not good for them. Yeah, trust I mean, it's me. not charity, not, right. We have friends. We have friends, but, we're. you know, we're, he's not going to do something because, you know, he may, he may, uh, you know, like they came and opened the arena in 2000 and, or 1998 or whenever it was. Um, but that was a bigger, even bigger than him. So uh, they, he wrote, he approved it, but again they wouldn't do something unless it was good for them so uh i'm excited about that game uh, i like my team a lot and you know that's that's a game that we usually play pretty well and we have a good team so uh i, I, I can't i, I look, really look forward to that game
0: yeah a- absolutely and certainly a lot a lot of fans do as well uh real quickly coach before we get to the break uh the horizon that put out a release today the espn television schedule uh, was released as I expected. There, there is a lot of Milwaukee on there, given you know their situation uh, with with Baldwin and what they have going on there. Uh, Oakland in the mix too, as far as the ESPN stuff goes as well. A chance for the arena, uh, possibly to take center stage once again on national television.
2: I think fans have to understand and realize we have nothing to do with that. Right. We have nothing to do with it. ESPN makes those decisions. They they do it all in the league. The league, I'm sure communicates with them, but I've been told even the league has, you know, they don't have final say. The ESPN has final say over that schedule. Uh, uh, You know, it's hard to put the Oakland-Detroit game on when you're playing on on Super Bowl Sunday, and the one at their place I think is on a Wednesday or a Tuesday night, so that game can't be on. Uh, So, you know, to me, that game should be on ESPN every year, just because I from a rivalry... Rivalry week, man. It's like the best time of the year on college basketball for ESPN. And I will say that the Northern Kentucky-Wright State rivalry... is pretty good, too. Is, ...is made its way up. Right. And, and their fans are going to say it's better than ours, and our fans are going to say that ours is better. But they're in the same stratosphere, right? And that game's not on either. And so... I think that we as a league probably have to look back at that and figure a way to get that on. But, again, ESPN makes that decision. The league does. And I think, you know, the league's smart enough to know we want those games on. Uh, but it, it, it's not It's not something that I, I worry that much about. Um, I know that if we're good, our fans will show. And, you know, Walter Payton used to say, if you're good, you go around telling people. And if you're great, they tell you, right? <laughs> So, <laughs> that is one of my favorite lines so uh, you know I, I don't I don't worry so much about that kind of stuff
0: <laughs> absolutely but we'll take a break and we come back we'll get to Twitter coach you ready for some hashtag ass camping sure. got to come up with a way too to, to I, I,
2: do we have enough time I still I want to go back and tell everybody about the new players and talk about the team too yeah
0: we can we bit. can do that we' we'll, okay. uh, we'll, we'll knock down the Twitter and then the, the final segment you know break it down for everybody yeah, I, I, I did want you to do a deep yeah, dive it's yeah. almost like we've been doing this together for seven years now <laughs> yeah all right you're getting to be a pretty good programmer there Cam, yeah. I, I like it. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. For the last two years, Super Lawyer Magazine recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. And for three years running, U.S. News and World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and has recognized Cam for the 10th straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. And look, guys, like there's a uh, there's this very wordy paragraph uh, that talks about what cam can do uh, as far as being a labor attorney the bottom line is this I, i've consulted cam through some of my contract situations and, and things like that i trust him i trust him with my career if you have a, a labor situation that you need to address you need to get in contact let me bottom line this you need to get in contact with cam evans of the evans law group trust him with my career trust him with uh, stuff that i have going on you should too call cam at 248 468 one four eight five or you can visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com
1: want to save a lot on your energy bills want to have some fun well with the dte interactive home you can do both from the attic to the basement bedroom to backyard. The interactive home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit dteinteractivehome.com today. DTE.
4: Tap into savings when you use your Oakland University Credit Union Visa Signature Credit Card. The Visa Signature Credit Card gives you more cash back, like 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Simply tap to pay. It's fast, easy, and convenient. Tap to pay. Get more cash back with the OUCU Visa Signature Credit Card, federally insured by the NCUA.
1: This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit
0: Lions, today we welcome another athlete who we proudly care for. Lisa, how is your injury?
4: It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week.
0: Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com/sports. 7.1 HD 3 on the FM side as well streaming on the odyssey app on your smart speaker Just say Alexa play 1270 the bet and boom coach campy pops on your radio. It's just that easy folks It is just that easy you ready for the ass campy. We got a lot to get to man. All right, Let's go All right, let's go uh, and camp this one I'm gonna bring you back. This one came March 10th after the season was over last year But I tell everyone whenever it pops in your head fire it off and I'll get to it. So Jean Dr- gene Grabowski from march 10th of last year coach with all the experiences this year which was really last year from the first practice to the last horn of the championship game is there anything you would have done differently
2: last year season last year yep well the first practice was three days before the first game so you know no no sorry gene i haven't i don't i don't i have no rear view mirror I don't think back about that kind of stuff. I, everything's to look forward. Now, maybe the answer is yes because we've we've made a lot of changes in our zone. We've I think we've figured it out after playing it a year.'ve we've, we've looked at some stuff that we can do and we've enacted that. and, and so yes, the, his answer is a lot of stuff that we're going to take from last year to make this year better.
0: All right. Well, I certainly do appreciate that. Pittsburgh Marty is back as well with the hashtag Ask Campy. He says, Coach, glad the show is back. My Campy show withdrawal is now cured. Two questions. What was the most enjoyable time or trip during your vacation this summer, if you had a vacation? And with a few days of practice in, is there anything that's pleasantly surprised you? So how about the summer camp? I, cool?
2: I had some great trips, uh, great golf trips. Uh, I played Pebble Beach for the first time in my life, which is something I've always wanted to do the the last time I was out there, I couldn't couldn't they punched the greens, and I wasn't going to pay that kind of money to play punch greens, and so I went back got to play that. I played Cypress Point, you know, some of the best golf courses in the in the country are right there. And then I had another golf trip to to the Hamptons, and I got to play Shinnecock and those. So great golf, really enjoyable. Uh, and then with the first few days of practice in, is there
0: anything you've seen that's pleasantly surprised you?
2: I like I I like our enthusiasm. Let me tell one quick story, and I know we yep. got a lot to go through. One of the things that I have to do as we all evolve in our jobs, one of the things I have to do is have to understand that the my way or the highway doesn't work anymore. And I have to evolve as a coach and understand how kids are brought up today and what their feelings and their oh, I don't know how I can sugarcoat this, I don't think I can, but being told how great they are their whole lives and they get into a situation for the first time in their life where they were first team All-State and now they're not even third team at all, you know. And so massaging those egos and and getting them to buy in and all that kind of stuff, I, I've got to, I've got to evolve as a coach, and I understand that, and I'm working real hard at that as we all work at our jobs to get better. But this year's team, and this happened in the first few days, we have a mile run. And in the mile run, your name goes on the wall in the locker room for eternity and what your time was. And every kid since 1990-something, their name is there, the year, and what their time was. And you as a person have that the rest of your life at your school there. And I've always thought that was great motivation. And the last couple years... This new wave of of players, they don't like that mile, you know, and we'll run that mile and your best players are in the back of it with a look on their face like, why in the F are we running this? We're never going to run a mile in a game. And as much as I talk to them about, we do it because I want to see how you compete when you're uncomfortable in something that hurts. And when you've got to put a time up that's going to be out there in front of everybody, how do you compete? How do you, you know, what comes out of you? you know when they hit that you know these kids don't train for it and they come around that final turn and there you can tell if they've really done this they're going to fall down and you know this year my three best players finished second, third and fourth and the competition in that thing was unbelievable the Jamal Kane sent out a text the night before where he had he had gone out and run a mile and he that the, the his iPhone showed that he had run the mile you know the picture yeah, when you do GPS, something yeah. the GPS and he sent that to everybody Blake Lampman had set the record the year before at, at 450 and Jamal oh, wrote Jamal wrote ran 550 something and he wrote I'm coming after you uh, Blake and he showed the thing with 550 and somebody wrote back hey uh, uh, Jamal he was 450. <laughs> And so a bunch of text messages were going back and forth and they got out there and they competed and he Jamal I think ran five fifteen or something like that. So just when you see something like that and you're an old time coach, it excites the hell out of you that this group is bought into everything and what Oakland on your chest means and that kind of stuff, we really have always kinda of championed that and I think this group's gonna wear Oakland. And they don't care about the name on the back. I think they care about the name on the front. And I'm really, as I've said, I'm really excited.
0: Uh, Coach, last season zone was a primary defense you played. Are you happy enough with what you've seen so far to say that your team will be mostly a zone team with a few wrinkles thrown
2: in? Of course. Yep. You're going to see that zone. You're going to see. You're going to see it a little different depending on the personnel. But we are recruiting to that zone. For the first time in my coaching career, we are—you know—you still got to shoot the ball for us to recruit you, but we're recruiting to that zone. And what we want is six-six to six-nine with length, can run, jump, and defend. And uh, we've got a lot of that, and we're going to continue to recruit that.
0: Uh, Matt from the Horizon Roundtable, who's in the house here tonight, says, "Can you talk with the situation about the bigs? What can we expect down low?"
2: Well, we've have a tremendous surprise in Will Shepard. Will is you know during covid I didn't get to go see him you know the, nobody did so we we recruited Will off of Jeff Smith's friendships with coaches in in Texas he has a he've been in that state for years he knows everybody there I went there when covid was over and 90% of the people that I ran into came up and said hey coach smith you know so he's got great relationships down there. We brought three kids in from down there. But I had, I don't know those, you know, I, I've never seen Will Shepard. I watched him on tape and that, but I'd never seen him. He's listed at 6'8", which usually means he's 6'6". He looked really thin. And the day he showed up on my campus, I was like, Will, <laughs> you are 6'8". <laughs> you know, Will, what do you weigh? I mean, you're a big kid. And uh, so we've got and what he does best is shoot so we've got a big kid that we can play at the hoop that can really shoot it too that will help us spread the floor on offense chris chris conway has gained you know we we ask our strength coach to make some changes just like i ask my staff i ask myself to make changes and our strength coach has done an unbelievable job on these kids. Micah Parrish was 173 last year. He weighed in uh, on Friday this week at 192. 192. Chris, Chris came in here, I think, at 208, and I think he's 235. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Yeah. So when you see these guys, you won't realize it because you didn't get to see them last year. You didn't get to see him live. Well, you did. You got to see him live. When you see... How big Chris is! Uh, the state of Michigan ran their clinic this weekend at Oakland. We practiced. The fair state coach was at it, who's a good friend of mine, and he he waited around for me after our practice. Came up to me, go, what? I recruited three of those kids. They don't even look like they did when we recruited them. What have, what are you guys doing? You know, and one and I sat with him for 15 minutes, going over you know what we're doing, and so the biggest surprise. Oh, no, we're on the bigs. The bigs, um, I got Chris Conway in there. I've got Will. And then we brought in a, a, a young man who is 6'10". He was a walk-on. He started at Robert Morris. I played against him when he was at Robert Morris. He went to Michigan State, thought he could play there, was a you know walk-on, but just was a practice player. He's a 6'11 kid. He went to Central Michigan to finish his career, and he got COVID, and he was in the hospital COVID. Yeah they got a new coach he came out he wanted to play it we took him we waved got the waiver for him he's injured and he's way behind um my hope is that by the time we get to christmas and the beginning of the year because he didn't he wasn't here in the summer but he's just way behind and he's and he's hurt right now he's got he hurt his knee in practice a couple days ago and so he's not going to get to practice for the next two weeks so I don't see, think you're going to see much of him early. My hope is that by the time we get to Christmas, you'll see you'll see him. I, I, if I can get him to 10 to 15 minutes a game, that gives us three guys that can play the hoop in that zone. And of the three that can score the ball by the basket, uh, Braden is probably the best at it. Conway's come a long way and getting better, like he's supposed to. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe Chris Conway will be the that guy that came in as a freshman and stayed and got better and better. And one of the reasons I think he might is because he's going to get to play as a freshman. We need him. So he's going to get minutes. And he and Trey Townsend are like the greatest friends that ever lived. And, you know, you know what Trey thinks about Oakland and the the program. So I don't see Chris looking to leave.
0: Uh, Let me see. Craig Hanford says, uh, is the team going to be able to go out for meals together on the road this season? Is there a road trip that you're looking forward to from a food standpoint?
2: Chicago always. Um, yeah, yes, we're, you know, right now, the COVID protocol is, it's open. You know, we're going to be able to, we're going to be smart about it, but it's open. You know, it depends on the state you go into and what you can do. Uh, So we'll have, we'll be back to normal in our travel. Um, we'll probably still ask them to wear masks on the bus and stuff, but just to be safe. Uh, but we'll be able to go out and eat. And, uh, for me, a, a trip that I'm looking forward to this year is, uh, the Final Four is in New Orleans, and and uh, oh boy, I'll gain twenty five Great, pounds. Greatest food week. city in America, the greatest food there is. So <laughs> that's the trip
1: I'm looking <laughs>
0: to. <laughs> uh, absolutely, uh, MD Fun eighty nine, who's in the building here tonight? How much work are you doing on the conference opponents right now, especially the one that we're going to set a record against in ninety one days? Um, how does he know that?
2: Ask him during the break. Uh, we're already talking, huh? Uh, okay. Well, we we talk about it almost daily. So, um, that that threw me so much. What was the question again? Oh, are you working on the conference opponents? Oh, yeah. So, one of the things about the zone is that we have a playbook now on every team in the league and what they did against us. So now in the preseason, which we couldn't do last year is every day we have a team session where we spend 15 minutes and this week we we've gone through Youngstown's zone offense against us and we've gone through UIC's zone offense against us before we ever play again we'll have put in everything that they do against us and all the drills that we can do to work on it so we're not going to be surprised by anything we uh, we're going to have an idea what people do and and then every time we play a team that we can add to the it's a video book of what they do against our zone. So, yeah, we're working on that every day.
0: All right, Coach, here's what we're going to do. we got about four more to get to. I'm going to get to this break. We'll rip through those real quick, and then you can speak your piece on the uh, on the roster. And, okay. And, and, and that'll do it. But in the meantime, Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And Evans Law Group clients receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation that Cam Evans of the Evans Law Group provides through his 20-plus years of representing businesses with their labor and employment needs. He's had the privilege to work with numerous executives. In turn, executives seek him out to represent them with their own unemployment, or excuse me, their own employment and equity issues in various business ventures, including employment and private equity groups, and negotiate. Executive employment agreements, equity award and stock option agreements, and when necessary, severance agreements. Just recently, a newly appointed president and CEO of a publicly traded company entrusted the Evans Law Group to negotiate their executive employment agreements as well. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact Cam at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com.
4: Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature credit card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA.
3: At Henry Ford Health System, we're proud to be the official health care provider of the Detroit Lions because our teams have a lot in common. We're all for leaving opponents in our dust, linebackers and cancer alike. And we're all for pushing ourselves to be the best because we're all for anything it takes to win. Henry Ford Health System, all for you. Official health care provider of the Detroit Lions. Learn more at HenryFord.com slash TeamDocs.
1: Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEInteractiveHome.com today. DTE.
0: Everybody Here uh, as well. You you were all missed. I will say that you were all certainly missed.
2: Does everybody know that we're moving the show to Tuesday nights?
0: Yeah, and Do people know it, that it, it was put it was put out in the release. But for those of you in attendance, uh, the Greg Campy show will take place on Tuesday nights now. So it's just so we know that going forward. Uh, nights that we have games like the first night of the season against West Virginia, the Campy show will air after the game. So After you catch a game or whatever, we'll pre-record the show. We'll run it after the game. And then, uh, of course, I'll have it in the podcast form on the podcast page, usually the day after, maybe two days tops. But we'll tweet it out and everything like that. So make sure you follow the Golden Grizzlies on social media, and uh, we'll get that stuff out to you. Jake Wolak's in the house here tonight, wants to know, Coach, what is Jalen Moore's potential ceiling? Not only in comparison with the Horizon League, but in comparison to all of college basketball.
2: Well, Jalen's goal this year, individual goal, is to break the uh, NCAA single season assist record. And that's, you know, there are a lot of times kids will have goals that you don't like. That's one that you got to love, you know, because that means he's passing the ball. And, uh, you know, it was my job to get people around him that can shoot it and, and uh, help him do that. I will say this. I've said a lot about our style of play. I I have three question marks about this team. Every year in this first radio show, I usually talk about what my question marks are. Uh, Number one is, you know, who's going to man the center? Who's going to play in the post and rebound the basketball for us? I think Jamal Kane's going to average double digits in rebounding. So I think Micah Parrish is going to get six rebounds a game. I think... uh, Trey Townsend's going to get five or six rebounds a game. So we're going to have guys with numbers, but that big guy in there, who's going to get that big one? When Because we're, we're, we're going to extend the defense, and a lot of those guys I'm talking about are going to be a long way away from the basket. And so when we force a team into some crazy shot, if they can catch it and lay it in, get the rebound and lay it in, then our defense isn't good. So that's my first question mark. My second question mark is, how good we actually shoot it? You know, how good do we actually shoot it? Because in the end camp, that's your ticket, man. Right. Yeah. He that's has, what it is. Got to score the ball. You got to be able to put it in the basket. Jalen's going to get his points. Jamal Kane's going to get his points. I, I, I mean, I, I believe that Jamal will average 20, 22 points a game. I think that. Jalen will average 14 or 15. I So
0: Jamal is going to be in the running for player of the year. I mean, if you're talking 22 no, and I think, 10 every night, like that's I said, player of the
2: year stuff. I, I think i got three guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Micah, Parrish def, Micah Parrish affects a basketball game as much as any kid I've ever coached. I agree with that. And with, with what we're doing defensively, he is going to affect the basketball game. Um, but I think Mike is going to average. You know, Everybody we play in the league is going to have a guy – playing that's six foot two or six foot three. That's going to have to either guard Micah Jamal or Trey. So there are going to be a lot of, lot of matchup problems for those teams, which is why I'm concerned about shooting because I think teams are going to have to play some zone against us. Now that's good because you know there's only two or three teams in our league that you know have a zone as their base defense. So that's going to be good for us. But that somebody consistently making a jump shot, an outside shot. That is the second question mark I have. And then the third question mark is, hey, if we played tonight, eight guys would play. Um, You might not know, but Zion is out. Zion had knee surgery uh, three weeks ago. He's scheduled to be back the first week of November, which means he'd be, if he gets back on time, He'd be able to play in the open. He won't be in the exhibition games, but he'll be able to open the season with us. But there's no way that he's going to be ready to play at the level that we want him to play. So of the eight guys right now, five of those eight guys are freshmen. We have COVID freshmen or freshmen. They have freshmen di- diagnosed or uh, designated. Micah. Uh, Will. Shepherd. Shepard. Osay Price, Trey Townsend, and Chris Conway. Five of the top eight right now are, quote, freshmen. That's a young team. And none of them have played in front of people. We're going to go down to see 14,000 Mountaineers. And the first time they make a three, that guy in that outfit's going to shoot a gun off. And it's all true. And, and, what are these kids going to do when, when they, you know, we turn the ball over? They get a break and they dunk it, and the noise and so I don't know that. Now, by the time we get to conference, that should be cool. We should have experienced all that. There's nothing that we're not going to experience in the non-league schedule. So those three things are my concerns.
0: Uh, let me see here. Well, it's Nick Lucido's in the house too. Says, Coach, it's good to have everyone back. Have you had those season fries yet? Which you have.
2: Hey, you just watched me eat a whole bowl of them. In a- <laughs> I mean, they're cold, and I'm eating them. That's how good they are. I've missed them so much.
0: Uh, uh, absolutely, uh, Randy Dudek uh, says, "Where can I get my hands on the clothing and headwear and the items needed to uh, wear the Bears that used to be?" So you can go to GoldenGrizzlies.com, click on the Shop tab, and, and that's how that's how you can do that. I'll and come that to games
2: because uh, they'll be sold at the games. Yep, right?
0: absolutely. And finally, our final uh, Ask Campy uh, question. We've addressed the lateness before, so. Um, you know, we, we, there were a lot of questions about being late, but uh, Wesley V wants to know, Coach Enu stuck with the program and is now entering his third year. What do you see his role, and does he bring leadership for the young guys? About two minutes left, guys. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, Eric, or Eric, uh, Emmanuel, Eric's his dad. Emmanuel uh, has been here in three years, and this is a critical, critical four weeks for him. And uh, you know, he, Brody Parker, and and Mason Gibson are fighting for the backup point guard spot now you're talking about three minutes five minutes or if, if, if god forbid he gets in foul trouble and, and the way we're hiding them in that in our zone i don't we're trying to keep them out of any chance of that happening um you know it may be more and as of right now i can't i could not sit here and look at everybody and say who the the backup point guard would be maybe micah would be the backup point guard so how much Enu's going to get to play He's got a, a big four weeks coming up. He had a really good summer. Uh, his fall has not been as good.
0: Camp, we got to give away four tickets to the home opener against Toledo. Do it. Got about a minute to do it. Are you asking me to do it? I mean, who wants
2: to go? Like, who, who wants to go? <laughs> you guys don't have tickets? Everybody else in here has got tickets? All right, give them each two. How many years have I been the head coach at Oakland University? That's a trivia question. Come on, Nick.
0: 37.
2: <laughs> he got it. Yeah, 38. He got it. Congratulations. <laughs> Give him the tickets. All right. We, we got
0: we got We got a winner up there. But no, I appreciate everybody coming out here to RJ's Pub as well. And remember, your new radio home for Golden Grizzlies basketball, 1270 AM, the Bet 97.1 HD3. For Greg Campy, my name is Neil Rule. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, well, see you later.